toxic peepee. I'm not touching that toxic peepee with a fucking 10 foot pole. You know what I will do? Welcome to the Queendom. Your host, Lauren Mortacini. Hello, all of you beautiful, sexy fuckers of the Queendom. Welcome back to Thy Queendom Come, a podcast where we talk about all of the things. Sex, love, relationships, life, the light things, the dark things, the messy things, the amazing things, all of the things that we need to talk about that maybe we necessarily haven't been taught how to talk about, but that are important because they shape who we are and how we see ourselves and each other. So that's what this space is for. And sometimes it gets fucking weird. I am your host, Lauren Mortacini, and today we are getting super fucking weird because I am going to tell you guys about my very first lifestyle party. (laughs) Now, if you were like me, I had no idea what a lifestyle party was or what it even meant to be in the lifestyle, but a very good friend of mine in LA, she has been on the show before, Jen Rufo, she has introduced me to this world. And essentially, the lifestyle is a community of people who do not really necessarily live by the traditional standards of what relationships and and sex is supposed to look like. So a while back, Jen told me that she started going to these sex parties. And I was extremely excited because when I lived in Bali, towards the time that I was actually leaving and I had been studying sacred sexuality there, and I learned about these play parties, you know, these conscious play parties, where you go and essentially... You sit in a circle and it's sober. I myself have never been to one. I just know enough people who have. And you sit in a circle and it's very confidential. So intricacies of what happens there is is sacred and is usually kept to, you know, themselves. But I do know that there are all of these, you know, very conscious exercises before the night actually begins. They sit in a circle, they they meditate, they introduce themselves, they state their intentions. Everyone is sober. There's no alcohol or drugs at these parties and they practice before they enter into the sexual space. They practice what a full body yes feels like. What does a full body no feel like? Sometimes, you know, people are blindfolded and you you practice picking up on other people's energies. So it's all of this very kind of conscious um, sexual exploration space. And then obviously you go and explore and consent is a huge thing. And you have questions that you ask each other before, you know, diving right in. It's a very, very conscious way of exploring our sexuality. And for me, I was extremely fascinated by this very immediately because it's like when we think about it, we're not really ever given a space to explore in a healthy way. I mean, not only are we never taught about the beautiful parts about sex in a practical way, but then once we start exploring, we end up at bars, we end up drunk, we end up just diving into situations with no knowledge of what it means to respect our own boundaries and respect our bodies and respect our yeses and nos and learn how to listen to our bodies. What does it feel like when I am saying yes to something that I really want to say no to? And so I immediately began to realize, you know, this is such a healthier way of exploring, even though most people would think, you know, oh my God, you're just going to a giant orgy. And it's like, if you go to a house party, everyone's, you know, fucking or trying to fuck. I mean, a good majority of people are. And it's put in the bedroom, it's put behind closed doors, and this is where dangerous shit happens, right? Because anything that's kept in the shadows is susceptible to darkness, fucking dark shit. 
And so immediately I was drawn by the idea. Now here in LA, the sex parties, the lifestyle parties, they look a bit different. And so I was interested in seeing what that looked like, although nervous, of course. <laughs> My girl Jen is a full send bitch. I think I've said this before. She has been such a huge inspiration for me in just being who the fuck I am and doing the outrageous shit that <laughs> we probably have been taught we shouldn't, um, but why? And she's been huge in helping me question that. And so when I found out she's going to these sex parties and at her first one, she's, you know, the first one with her clothes off, I'm like, yes, like obviously this is why we're friends. So I knew it was going to happen eventually. I just didn't know when or how, right? So her birthday was a couple weeks ago and she decides that she is going to host her own very first lifestyle party. And I have a very strong feeling that my girl Jen is about to become the sex party madame of Los Angeles. So she is planning this thing for her birthday, right? Early October. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm doing it. I'm obviously there for my girl's birthday. And what better time to introduce myself into this situation than in a, an environment where I feel, I feel very safe because I trust the host and Jen is a good friend. So leading up to this, I started thinking, you know, what do I want this to look like for me? Who do I want to take? Um, do I want to take anybody? Do I want to go alone? You know, I thought about maybe inviting my ex-boyfriend, Kombucha. <laughs> you know, we still have a pretty cool relationship. And I reached out to him about it, actually. And I said, you know, what would this look like? And once we kind of talked about it, I realized that I know, you know, he's sleeping with other people and we've kind of moved on. And But I don't necessarily want to see it. And I don't necessarily want to put us in that situation. There's too much history at this point we we were together and we were in love and then we you know broke up and now we are in this new space and it's just is that really something that we want to introduce into the relationship right now and it was interesting because I was thinking I actually feel like I would do better if we actually were partnered right like if we went together and left together and had this experience together as a partner but for some reason in my mind the idea of us being there together knowing that I could see him sleeping with someone right now or see him you know do whatever he's free is he's free and autonomous over his body so he could do whatever and then now I actually have to like picture that I don't know it just it just didn't feel right and he is actually funny he's he's like well that's not very non-monogamous of you and I'm like dude just because I'm not traditionally monogamous doesn't mean I'm not fucking human. I don't want to see you like doing your thing with other people, you know, just like I'm sure you don't want to see me at this point. And so I kind of put that that idea to bed. And then my girl Shelby and I were going to be in LA at the same time. So I was just like, girl, you know what? Let's fucking send it. So her and I are driving down to LA on Thursday night and the party's on Friday. We're driving overnight down the five and we are so excited about just everything going on in our lives. And I was on my bitch shit. I have to be honest. I was on my bitch shit. And so what did I do? Well, I sent out a text to someone <laughs> who we're going to call <laughs> okay, we're we're going to call him James Bond. All right. <laughs> and I'll tell you why in a minute. It's yeah. But okay, so James Bond and I um have actually known each other since we were children because he is the little brother of my little brother's best friend. Like best friend since childbirth. <laughs> and he's younger and I've known him since he was maybe like six or seven. I'm a couple years older. <laughs> I used to like young men in these days. I'm like robbing that cradle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. I'm editing this episode right now. And I realized just how excited I get about these young men these days, because I meant to say that <laughs> I used to have a thing for older men, but now I'm robbing the cradle. 
So I had not seen James Bond because I moved from Memphis, Tennessee to LA several years ago, almost almost 11 actually. And so I had not seen James Bond until 2020 when I was in Memphis visiting family and he walked into our friend's birthday party and I was like, "Uh, who is that? Like you are a child no more, right? But I was kind of seeing someone at the time also, I think he was like 19 or 20. I was like 25 or 26. I was like, okay. can't rob that cradle. We can't even get a drink together. So it just lived in my head as this little young crush. You know what I'm saying? But like we hung out, we chatted every time we ended up coming together as a group, him and I would end up just riffing for fucking hours. And it was so cool. So then flash forward to September when I went down to Memphis and I did a collab with Moxie Hotels, which are fucking sick by the way. And we had this like queendom night and he ended up coming out. And then we had a second queendom night and he ended up coming out again. And then this fucker and I ended up in the middle of the night going to the Memphis bridge and we tried to sneak onto it because it's 4 30 in the morning and so we tried to climb the gate and we couldn't obviously it was huge and it's the old memphis bridge like the one with the running path and it fucking train and we just sat down and kind of just accepted our defeat but weren't really ready to leave 10 15 minutes later security guard shows up what are you guys doing and we're like well we wanted to go over and he said well why didn't you and we're like it's locked and he said well do you want to go and we said yes and so we opened up the fucking gate and here we are on the memphis bridge all alone and we end up walking and finding ourselves in the middle of it and there's uh you know the rail next to the walking path and then there's actually another rail i believe it's probably for workers there's like these two metal bars kind of on the bottom there's no real platform but then there is a small area where there is you know like a six foot maybe six foot by three foot kind of just platform I don't know what it's for. It's definitely not to be fucking climbed on and sat on. But like, what did we do? We climbed over the railing and my leg literally fell through the fucking holes in between the platform and the walking bridge pathway kind of thing. I had this gnarly blue and black bruise all over my fucking leg. It was nuts. I almost fell into the Mississippi River. But I didn't and I'm safe. And so then we're like sitting with our feet dangling over the Mississippi, which is such an insanely powerful and surreal feeling. That fucking river moves, baby. And there are these like barges coming our way, but it's dark and they're so massive. They're like the size of a fucking city block and they're coming at us. And it looks like a pyramid's coming because it's so big and you can't really make out what it is until it's underneath you and it's like shaking everything, right? And then at one point a fucking train came and we're just both sitting there like holding on to this shaking bridge and it just kind of like, all right, like this is it. (laughs) And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Towards the end, the sun starts to rise. I have to get my ass back to the hotel to leave back for California. And we did. We shared this cute, very sweet and innocent kiss. Oh, I know. (laughs) On the Memphis Bridge. After a near-death experience. It was cute. It was really fucking cute. I go back to California. We text a little bit. You know, this is my brother's best friend's little brother, guys. And it's it's his friend that actually went to Thailand with us. Um, Dickie was his nickname. (laughs) And so it's like, it's it's in the family, guys. So I was like, okay, I probably shouldn't push this. uh, You know, I probably shouldn't push this. Well, then I'm driving to LA and I'm on my bitch shit. And all of a sudden I just get this wild hair up my ass. And I sent him a text message that said, I dare you to catch a flight to LA tonight and go to this sex party in Hollywood with me. <laughs> There's just no way that I ever imagined this fucker would full send. Okay. Um, and I guess this is why we clicked, right? <laughs> like full send bitches, find full send bitches. And so <laughs> he is like fully on board. The tickets were like $500 and he's a pre-med student, man. And also like spending $500 on a last minute ticket is so irresponsible, but 
now we're at my mom's house. My girl Shelby's with me and like low key, my brother and Shelby are kind of like hitting it off. Right. And all of a sudden, like my brother is besties, you know, with his brother and with him as well. And my brother just got um, hired on at his, at an investment real estate company in California. Fucking congratulate, congratulations. Fucking congratulations, bro. You are amazing. So I feel like he was just kind of like, fuck it. You know, he was like, I'll pay for half the ticket. <laughs> It's like, what world am I living in that my little brother is paying for half the ticket for his best friend's little brother to fly to Hollywood and go to a sex party with me? Like my brother, <laughs> my brother and I are fucking tight, man. Like we are tight, but this is some shit. It's full send. Dickie, James Bond's brother calls me and does, has no idea what kind of party it is, but knows that we've invited him to a party. And Dickie's like, Lauren, what are you doing? <laughs> he is 22 years old. He's never been to LA. He's about to graduate undergrad and go to med school. Like, please, I have seen the way that you destroy lives. Like you are a fucking tornado. And I'm like, Dickie, man, I've changed. I've evolved. I am a grown new bitch. And he's like, bullshit, Lauren. I'm like, I'll show you. I'll show you. But I did not tell that motherfucker that his little brother was like in route in route, in route, whatever. His little brother was on his way to me, right? So then <laughs> I'm like, okay, this shit's actually happening. His flight's getting in at 9 p.m. That's when the party's supposed to start. My plan was to go early so that I could kind of see what it was all about before he got there. And instead, our friend Rico invited us to the Allen Iverson cannabis launch, Viola. It was right down the street and it was fucking sick. It was epic. So we went there and hung out for a couple hours before his flight arrived. And my brother and my best friend, being the kings that they are, shout out, went and picked James Bond up at the airport and brought him to West Hollywood. So we meet at the hotel. It's on the Sunset fucking Boulevard penthouse suite. It's where like Monte Carlo and the fucking Beatles and shit used to party, right? And James Bond tells me dead ass that he had no idea it was a sex party. He thought I was fucking kidding. Like I made a joke at one point because he was talking about spooning Lance before he got there. And I was like, you know my brother's not going to be at the party, right? Like, sorry if that changes your mind. And I'm totally fucking kidding, thinking like, obviously my brother's not going to be at the fucking party. It's a sex party. Listen, my brother and I are fucking extremely open with each other. I'm probably way more open. I am way more open than him. I'm way more open than like most people. But I mean, we have been to topless beaches together, whatever. Like, and he'll be there at a shoot and I'm changing, running around naked. And it's like, why is this weird? This shouldn't be weird. The only reason it's weird is if he gets a fucking boner, right? The only reason it's weird if my brother sees me naked is if he is sexually turned on by it. Simply me being naked and that being something that's fucked up is in and of itself sexualizing my body. Now I realize that this is a bit different because I'm actually going to be having sex or theoretically maybe, I don't know. I went into this thing with zero expectations, right? And you can do what you want. It's fucking free. But <laughs> when James Bond decided to come and I could tell my girl Shelby and my brother, sorry for calling you guys out. <laughs> Not really. My friends know this shit. Like if you're in my life, you are subject to being on this fucking microphone, unless you tell me it's in confidence and I'm a loyal bitch. But my brother and Shelby are hitting it off and I can tell, you know, they kind of want to hang out. So I'm like, okay, I can, I can invite them, right? Like there will be different rooms. And so I did, I called Jen and she's like, I mean, yeah, that's fine. But do you really want your brother at your first sex party? And I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> when it comes time for James Bond and I to go, my girl Shelb's like, you know what? I'm going to hang back. <laughs> so she hangs with my brother and our friends in Hollywood James Bond and I go up to the sex party. I will say we are three hours late at this point. 
I tried to be early and I'm three hours late, but I am actually so grateful that I did not go before him alone because I'm just not sure what that, I don't know if I was ready for that. But going in there together, and he was such a fucking trooper, and he looked so good. Even just talking about it, I can just, like, all I can see is his ass. He has a great ass. So, <laughs> sorry if you're listening to this, Dickie. <laughs> I love you. Um, please don't please don't tell your mom or your dad, okay? <laughs> so we walk in, and one of the first things we both see is just a naked person, you know, a naked man walking by. And there's a group of people in the kitchen who are dressed and look as if they've kind of, you know, they're winding down. And apparently we did miss the first kind of big hurrah. James Bond and I walk through the master bedroom and then we're out on this patio balcony and over, that's like overlooking Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood. And I'm just like, holy shit, like 24 hours ago, you had no idea you were going to be here. This is crazy. We turn around and there is a girl, you know, she is giving a couple of guys oral. People are just chilling, relaxing, right? James Bond looks to me and says, you know, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. Like, this is, this is an experience. Let's just see what happens, you know? And so we sit on the daybed. This is going to get really fucking graphic, so... Not that I care, but I'm just kind of like warning you. <laughs> so we're on this day bed, right? And I'm kind of like leaning back and we're making out. He's so freaking hot, guys. Like he does not look 22, by the way. One time I got super desperate on Tinder. This was several months ago. I was feeling a bit sexually frustrated and I was on Tinder in like the middle of the night in slow. And this like 20 year old, 20, 21. No, he was 20 because he, he, he couldn't get into the bars. But I was like chatting with him because he was so cute. And and then he came out and met all of our friends and I was just like, oh my God, you're so adorable, but you are a child. Like you look like a child. I feel fucking creepy, right? This is not that situation. He, this man is grown. He's grown. Okay. <laughs> so we're like making out and all of a sudden a man comes up and asks, may I? <laughs> And I kind of looked at James Bond and he looked at me and we were just kind of like, um, okay, fuck it. <laughs> like, all right. So this man, we're going to call him braids. He had braids. He starts going down on me. Right. And I am, <laughs> wow, this is getting so, I mean, I knew it was going to get graphic, but I've definitely told stories, but <laughs> ah, fuck it. So he's going down on me and I am looking at James Bond. He very quickly became my focal point, right? Oh, that's why we're calling him James Bond, by the way. He was wearing this like black outfit that was fucking to die for. I mean, I was just like, yes. Um, so that's why we call him James Bond. <laughs> Um, so James Bond is my focal point. We are connected. We are focused on each other. It was, he was like my rock. It was, I felt very safe in that space. I felt like we were there together and you know, I'm receiving this kind of pleasure in this way, which was beautiful and amazing. And then another man walks up and is like, is it my turn? And I was like, oh God, yes. And so then this dude who I'm not gonna give a nickname, his name is Rob and I have asked for consent. Rob um, starts going down on me guys. And Rob, this motherfucker is like laser to the clitoris. It is insane. Seriously, I have had some good sex. I've had some good oral. I have, I've had some very rich experiences in my life, but this motherfucker was different. I don't know. I, at the time I was like, what is going on? And so I'm going to give you guys his Instagram so that you can look him up because he's actually going to be coming on the show very soon to talk because eventually I found out that he is a sex worker and a porn star in Hollywood and a very, um, a very good one at that. <laughs> I mean, I am going to have to ask him this when he's on the show and hopefully it's okay that I'm saying this. Maybe I'll just wait. Maybe I'll just wait until he's on the show because when I asked him how much that service was that I received, I 
could not fucking comprehend <laughs> the service that I just received because it was that valuable, guys. It was that valuable. And I was like, holy shit, James Bond is over here. Like, damn, like we need to take notes, right? That's so hot to me too, when a man can recognize where, oh shit, I can learn there. There is so much to learn, you know? So many people, and not just men, but so many people in general are just like, yeah, fuck like a god, you know? And it's like, actually, not really. Like, you haven't even found my clitoris, and honestly, like, my cervix is fucking tight, and it hasn't even dropped yet, and you're taking me to fucking pound town, and it hurts. And so, you probably could learn a thing or two, you know? We should all have open minds, right? And so, I find out that Rob, oh, his Instagram. Rob's Instagram is breadwinnerpiper9. <laughs> I love that. Breadwinnerpiper9. Yeah. So Rob is the fucking tits, right? And honestly, they made a comment that I feel like this is too a lot to put on the, um, the microphone, but I feel like I can actually um, provide a little bit of uh, insight and, and knowledge knowledge here um they both were like yo we've tasted some great pussy this is the best pussy i've ever tasted like this is insane and and so i'm sitting there like yes baby that tea tree oil tea tree oil say it again with me people tea tree oil every fucking day you get out of the shower coconut oil body like coconut oil all over your body and then you just take a little bit of coconut oil because you don't want too much because coconut oil sits on the skin so it can clog but just like a small little bit of coconut oil with a drop of tea tree a drop of tea tree rub that shit on there not in people on and tea tree has an effect where it's not masking anything right it's not these ridiculous feminine product that makes your shit smells like fucking lilac and shit it's actually going in there and capturing any type of bad bacteria and it's balancing your ph and i've been doing this for years and it is seriously fucking sensational and while i'm on it just a fucking another trick another tip because i love your pussy and i want your pussy to be healthy is after sex or if you ever have any kind of ph imbalance or any kind of you know things that go on with our pussies because they are gaping holes in between our legs and when you get pussy juice and sperm and sweat and bacteria things fucking happen and it's not gross it's fucking normal okay editing again um i'm just laughing at <laughs> sperm <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Ejaculation, cum juice, whatever it is, that shit throws off our fucking pH, okay? That's why, ladies, make sure it's worth it. <laughs> make sure he's worth throwing your pH balance off, sis. So, guys, olive leaf extract. Olive leaf extract, the, like, little oil tincture thing. Man, I don't use it every day like I use the tea tree, but if there's ever like after sex or if you're just feeling a little funky, dude, tea tree oil, coconut oil, olive leaf extract, balance that pH, sis, do it, balance it. Anyways, that's a fucking side note. I just felt like I had to share because I have actually changed lives with this news, okay? <laughs> Please give me a fucking award. What would be the award called? Um, fighting, <laughs> fighting for pussies everywhere. <laughs> oh my God, I cracked myself up. So then James Bond and I are making out and still like we are laser focused on each other while Rob and friends are laser focused on my clit. And it's crazy because it was just, honestly, it was as if, and I don't mean to objectify you gentlemen, you know my heart for you, but it really was as if I had these like sex toys that moved and operated on their own. It's, it was, <laughs> it's like they were serving me, like serving me my pleasure. And it was really empowering. It was like really cool to be like, oh my God, like I'm here with this man and like, oof, wow. He's like, 
this is great. He's fucking just fresh off the boat from fucking Memphis. Never been to LA, 22 years old. And now he's here and handling this like a fucking champion. Uh, yeah, I'm wet, obviously. And so at some point, one of the guys comes up to me, dicks out and <laughs> which like, Jesus Christ, Rob. <laughs> I didn't even want to make eye contact with that thing. I was scared. Fucking Avion bottle shit just staring me in the face. I'm like, I don't really know if I want to have my insides rearranged right now, okay? So one of the guys is coming up and, you know, asking, asking, asking very politely, you know, for oral, which like fair enough. In that moment, I was actually so proud of myself because I had a boundary and I didn't know that I had it. I didn't go into it really knowing what to expect from myself. But in that moment, I was like, you know what? I do not want to suck dick tonight. Um, I told them, I actually, I was like, I'm actually here for one dick and one set of lips because one of them I think tried to kiss me as well. And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm good on that, you know? And I told them, I said, you know, I'm a really great receiver. <laughs> And they were so fucking understanding and polite. And I just, it doesn't matter, right? Like it doesn't matter that you gave me oral. I don't owe you anything simply because you gave me oral. You did that because you wanted to. I am respecting my boundary by not doing that. And I found that in this circle, in the more conscious sex circles, people don't want anything that you don't want because that fucks up the energy right it fucks up the energy and honestly like the thing is and like i'll touch on this just quickly for me sucking dick listen i've gotten better about it like mentally over the last couple years i think that early on in my sexual experiences i was fucking hella traumatized man and i feel like a lot of women face this where we are taught about sucking dick in this like dominant kind of really unhealthy way, like suck my dick bitch kind of thing, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna push your head down kind of thing. And I had some really negative and traumatizing experiences with that pretty fucking early on. And so it became something that I did not like doing. And years ago I would have partners bring it up and I would, I would do it. But it wasn't something that I just jumped on naturally. Like, I've got a girlfriend who I love, and I've known other girls like this. Like, they just love sucking dick. They will hang out with a guy and suck his dick and leave. And I'm like, that's just not me. Like, I'm not that bitch. Listen, I will fuck your brains out. <laughs> but chances are, if I am not in some type of, I don't know, more substantial relationship with you... Or, and this is how it's definitely been in the past. And I'm, I'm, my mindset is changing about it these days for sure, because I don't see it as something that I'm being dominated. I actually see it as I am allowing you to experience this pleasure, right? I am giving my man this pleasure. I am giving him this feeling. And at any moment I can stop. And that is empowering, right? That I can make my man feel this good. And so I have come to enjoy it a lot more, especially with people who I am, you know, have a, a strong connection with. But I mean, theory, like in general to me, and I've talked about this to like some of my girlfriends who are on kind of my similar end of the fence. It's like, you kissing my pussy, it's like a kiss. You're like kissing my pussy. It's very external. But like you put your dick in my mouth, like in my mouth, like inside of it, right? Like it's just a little bit more intrusive. It's just a little bit more intimate. I feel the same way about making out. I love making out. It is more intimate. And so in this environment, in this moment, I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm a fucking great receiver. <laughs> And they were champions about it because I was, I don't know, I'm there with James Bond. We have this fucking thing going. And I honestly didn't really, at that point, I was like, I actually wouldn't really want to see him fucking someone else. I don't know. I mean, I, I would have done, I would have 
done it. I would have dealt with, like, I would have faced it, of course. But it was like, and I don't really want him to see me fucking someone else. Like, that's not, I would much rather just fuck him, right? This goes on. We hang out. At this point, I'm like one of the only girls. Everyone else is kind of winding down. My girl Jen just has this like beautiful O-glow about her and they pass out and uh, her boyfriend and I, or ex-boyfriend, I don't know, they break up every other week, but him and I have a little tiff-tiff because he's toxic. And so at one point, dead ass, there was some shit going on where she was giving him head and he was just being like, exactly what I hate about oral like he's like yeah take that take that take that and I'm like really are you really gonna take that are you really gonna take that Jen like ugh like what am I gonna call him I don't even know what to call him like I'm gonna call him I'm gonna call him toxic PP. so <laughs> toxic peepee's all like take that take that I'm like toxic peepee, like don't take that like t- girl Jen are you really gonna fucking take that and one of them asked and they've asked me this before you know when are we gonna have a threesome you know and I'm like listen toxic peepee, I'm not touching that toxic peepee with a fucking 10 foot pole I was like but you know what you know what I will do I would be so down to peg you Literally, like I've always had kind of a sick fucking twisted, um, weird thing, desire, I don't know, um, to peg someone. But (laughs) I even said in that moment, I was like, I've always kind of wanted to do it, but I could never do it to someone I respect. I mean... (laughs) Oh, toxic peepee. He handles my hate so well. Literally later in the night, he was fucking sleeping and I went and jumped on top of him and I was like stepping on his back and he didn't even wake up. And I was just like, fuck you, toxic peepee. <laughs> Anyways, um, one day Jen's gonna come to her fucking senses. So like this is all going on and it winds down and then eventually we find out that Um, My best friend Seth and Lance and Shelb and all of them are at this after party place um, not too far. So good old Rob gets us in the car and we go to this after party and we're fucking dancing. We're having a great time. Now, mind you, James Bond and I have not had sex at this point. And he also didn't receive anything. So he was a seriously a fucking champion. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But we go to this after party and then we go back to the hotel and James Bond and I end up in the master fucking suite that has the big doors overlooking Sunset Boulevard. And meanwhile, Jen and Toxic Peepee are in the other room. I'm like, Jen, it's it's Jen's birthday and here I am about to have sex in the fucking penthouse master suite. Um, Thank you, Jen. I love you. So we did. We did. We had sex. It was fantastic. I didn't realize until later that Rob had sent me a message and was kind of like, yo, if you guys are down, I want to watch. And I didn't see it until we left. But honestly, I would have been fucking hella down for that because it's not every day that you get like a professional sex person watching you have sex. And I mean, I just imagine the things you could learn. I mean, when Rob comes on the show, guys, it is going to be amazing because we are going to give a clit sucking tutorial because some of you guys just need help. Oh my God. Like, what are you trying to do to me? It's not okay. It's not okay. So then we leave in the morning. We are just like sexually charged. And here I was, even my best friend, Seth, when he found out James Bond was coming, was like, Lauren, what are you doing? He's so young. He's never been here. This is a completely different world. It's not like he's just coming to LA. He is coming to LA to a Hollywood sex party with you of all people, right? And I was like, I know, I know, I know. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And it was. It was so fucking fine. He was honestly the most perfect person I could ever imagine to have at this event because 
where our relationship existed, especially for my first time, was there wasn't all of this baggage, right? There wasn't, I feel, I feel if you do go to an event like this with a partner or with an ex-partner or with a lover, whatever, you have to be ready to confront the feelings that are going to come up. And over the last several months, I've confronted my own feelings when it comes to non-monogamy, when it comes to jealousy and possessiveness and all of that. And it's hard work. But it's it's beautiful work because I'm not running away from these these feelings that aren't so pleasant, but that offer so much room to grow and explore. You know, why am I feeling insecure? Or why does the idea of him having sex with someone else, why does that threaten me? Do I think it's going to take away from our intimacy? Our connection is what our connection is, regardless of the connections that he or she, whatever, has outside of ours, right? And I want my partner, I want my people to explore and and live life to the fullest. And if that means exploring other connections, then that's amazing. And it's even more amazing when, you know, you you consistently come back together and you know that you're actually choosing each other, not because you have to out of obligation, but because you actually just want to be close to each other. And you're both aware that we're free, you know, we're free. And if if you have a connection that is beautiful, that calls you away from me, then unconditional love, right? Like if it's unconditional, then I would want that for you. I, I would want you to experience love and and all of the beauty and growth that exist in life, even if that does mean it's it's without me. And I think that is a lot closer to what unconditional love truly is than what we we think it is you know we we say unconditional love and then we put all these conditions on it you know if i mean that specific condition is you better love me and only me or else i'm not going to love you and so really starting to explore that i mean that's kind of a side tangent but it ties in in the sense that these are all feelings that i'm sure come up as if you go to these events as, you know, as a couple, as a partner. But I also think that these environments have the possibility, have the ability to transform your relationships and transform your life, honestly, because both of us leaving that space, we're just like, I am so charged not just sexually. It's not like <laughs> we were charged sexually for sure, but it was this this like life force, you know? We were feeling like creative and energized and just excited about like wow, like there's just so much more to life than what we ever could have imagined, you know? And the thing about it is, again, kind of going back to the fact of, you know, is this just a tri- a giant orgy? I mean, maybe people think it's an orgy. It could look like an orgy, but I've said this once and I'll say it again. You know, you go to house parties and people are looking to hook up. People want to have sex. Everyone wants to have sex. Most people anyways. Most people want to have sex. Most people want to have a connection. And I was talking to a girlfriend of mine recently who has also been to a lifestyle party. And the thing is, is she had just been out of a relationship and she just wanted to go have sex. She didn't want to date. She didn't want to have to go through all the bullshit, the games, the fucking, the back and forth. She just wanted to go and have a nice, pleasurable, fun experience that was open, consenting, and with no strings attached. And I think that that's fine too. When it's brought out of the shadows and into the light, it's safer. There's more consent, you know? People are safer. Like, people are healthier about it. People in the lifestyle, it's been shown time and time again, there is no more prevalence of STDs in the lifestyle than not. And it's because, I mean, I think it's because people in the lifestyle take their sexual health extremely seriously, right? And they're constantly getting tested. And also, these fuckers, like... When you're going to these things and you're watching and you're you're exploring, you're learning, right? Like you're learning how to do different things in the bedroom to yourself and with your partner. It's interesting. Sex is this thing that we all want to fuck like gods, <laughs> yet we never actually learn how. We practice in secret and we learn from unrealistic 
sources. I mean, it's like wanting to be a professional at piano, but only practicing alone in our rooms and then going on stage and expecting to be fucking Mozart. It just doesn't make sense. And it's such a beautiful space. It can be such a beautiful space. It doesn't have to be so toxic, right? It doesn't have to be so dark. It doesn't have to be so shameful. It doesn't have to be so plagued with guilt and shame. Honestly, it was empowering to not go in there with any expectations, but to commit to honoring my boundaries, you know, honoring when I go in there, you know, if I, if I don't want to have sex with someone, if I do want to have sex with someone, honoring my yeses and my noes and doing that in a space where I know they're going to be respected. Whereas, I mean, if you think about it at parties, at bars, I mean, <laughs> I've said no several fucking times and it's not really taken for an answer. That shit just doesn't exist here because again, it's in the light. If any of that shit started going on, if if I said no to sucking Rob's dick and Rob started forcing it or Rob started being an asshole, people would fucking kill Rob, <laughs> you know? It's not kept behind closed doors. And I mean, I know people, you know, the told traditional, what did fucking Ben Shapiro's bum ass say about, we just need to go back to his fucking squealy voice. We need to go back to traditional values where what happens in the bedroom stays in the bedroom. Well, Mr. Fucking Shapiro, what happens in the bedroom doesn't stay in the bedroom. What happens in the bedroom bleeds out into every other area of our life. Not only the traumatic things, which is obvious because we experience these things in the bedroom and we feel shame and we feel guilt and we hate ourselves. We have nowhere to go, no one to talk to because it's so shameful because again, it's in the dark and that shit carries over and follows us into our lives. But also what follows us is when we are fucking thriving in our sexuality. Again, our sexuality, our sexual center right? Our sexual center is our sacral chakra. If you aren't into chakras, just fucking bear with me. Your sacral chakra is the energy center that houses all of your reproductive organs. Guys, this is where life is created. Life is created in this area, in your womb, in this space. And that is where the energy to create comes from for the rest of our lives. Our manifestation, all manifestation is, is just creating our lives. And so when we're not blocked, when our bodies aren't filled with just bullshit, trauma, shame, guilt, and we are free to create and feel our sensuality and feel our sexuality and be empowered in it and know what feels good and know what a yes feels like and know what a no feels like and then to honor that and to honor ourselves the most, your whole life changes. I mean, I've said this before, I'll say it a million times, the Oglo is fucking real. When you are getting dicked down well, it fucking shows. <laughs> it shows. You have a glow about you, right? This fucking shit releases endorphins. Um, orgasms are the most powerful uh, form of energetic connection, not only to your partner, but also to yourself and to the fucking divine, guys. It is literally creative energy being sent out to the universe. I've talked about this before as far as like um, masturbation, meditation, and intentional conscious self practice in order to kind of manifest. I actually talked about that in the episode, um, addicted to climax. So if you want to check that out, I'm not going to get into it here, but if you want to check out how that kind of works, addicted to climax. So that's it. <laughs> My first sex party was amazing. James Bond and I are still in communication definitely wasn't a drive-by if anything it was just like that was a fucking great decision and for the rest of this fucker's life and i say fucker in the most loving way possible he gets to say that his first time to la was on a last minute flight <laughs> to hollywood to a penthouse sex party <laughs> with his big brother's best friends big sister <laughs> also I think it's adorable that like the first time we ever made out was on the Memphis bridge which is nuts by ourselves in the middle of the night and then the first time we had sex was at a fucking sex party I mean I get to forever be the person who 
<laughs> who brought that upon him. <laughs> Again, Dickie, I'm really sorry, bro. Please don't tell your parents. <laughs> if your parents knew, I feel like my parents would be getting a phone call. But see, like my parents already know I'm a fucking shit show. So like, they're just going to be like, I mean, psh, I don't know what to tell you. Um... <laughs> So that's that. My fucking first sex party experience. I cannot wait to have another one. Um, I'm actually really excited that this one, I got there late. I'm glad that James Bond and I showed up together and went through the entire experience together. And I'm glad that we got to have this little taste and it opened up both of our eyes and we've had such cool conversations about it. Now I'm connected to Rob, who is a fucking amazing person and is just normalizing sex work, which is going to be a conversation that we talk about that I'm very excited to talk about. So you'll have to tune in for that. <laughs> but for now, I am in Vegas. <laughs> I fucking booked a ticket last minute yesterday to Vegas to come to MJ BizCon Spearmint Rhino fucking VIP after party tonight. So figured that wasn't a thing I could sleep on. So I took a page from James Bond's book and fucking full send. So here I am. I've got to go get myself fucking ready. And I can't wait. I'm actually on my way to LA tomorrow to record a live episode at the Mike Epps comedy tour in LA at LA Live Microsoft Theater. I'm going to fucking not be a dumb bitch all night at this after party. <laughs> And I am going to get this fucking episode released. So if you're listening to it before Friday the 22nd, you should definitely come by, reach out to me, look me up on Instagram. I just changed my Instagram handle, by the way. It's at Queendom Low. <laughs> I love it. At Queendom Low, or you can always email me, queendomarmy at gmail.com. Please send me your questions. Send me your thoughts. I am so interested to hear what you guys think about this. I know it's fucking crazy. It's not, it's not normal, quote unquote. Yeah, so I actually want to like join forces with my girl Jen and bring Thy Queendom Come sex parties, which I would really love to be a mix of kind of the more like conscious play parties, the more spiritual aspect of the play parties, and also, you know, the fun, extravagant style in LA. You know, in LA they have performers and they have people dancing and they have, you know, hors d'oeuvres and all this crazy, beautiful LA style Hollywood shit, right? Um, I would love to just kind of combine those. I would just love to kind of combine those ideas, you know? So fucking stay tuned. My girl's going to be the sex madam of Hollywood and I'm fucking honored to be a part of that queendom. So yeah, fuck yeah. I'm just rambling now because I'm just so excited about everything going on in life. Guys, I'm so grateful for you. It has been a while since I've released an episode because there has been a lot of queen shit happening in the queendom, but we're back, baby, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. I will see all of you beautiful sexy fuckers next time right here on Thy Queendom Come. Bye.